0: Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on guys? Thomas Brown here with the Thomas Vision Podcast. Today, I'm excited because I have Maurice, From Brit Media. How you doing, Maurice? Hey,
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming out, Um, Maurice. Well, why don't you kind of tell a little bit about yourself and what it is you do?
1: Well, basically, uh, I'm a wedding videographer. Uh, Something that started as a hobby about five or six years ago uh, evolved into something greater. And people started calling me, and that was like a surprise. I was like, what? They want my services. And I uh, went to school, decided to get educated more on actual film making. And then I discovered the talented talented brother uh, Thomas here. And he's been like my sensei ever since. Uh, And I'm just trying to get better, uh, expand my business. And you know.
0: Let me ask you, um, before videography, Mm -hmm. what were you doing? Back then, uh, spent time in the military.
1: Uh, got in the military. Spent 16 years as a commercial truck driver. Uh, I've always dabbled with uh, film making to a sense. Uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I was in my 20s and had roommates, we uh, one of my roommates at the time he was a rapper, and I had a old uh, handheld. Uh, uh, camcorder, uh-huh, yeah. Used to film his music videos and uh, was that Mini DV that yes. you were using? Yes, yes. Mini <laughs> DV. Bought a, uh, I think then I had like an analog converter, mm-hmm. uh, so that I could edit them. But I, I wasn't following any certain rules of editing. You I was were just, just putting together what I think looked look-back. like. Yeah. Yes, and we did that for a while, and then my kids started coming, and I had to put all that to to the side and concentrate on my day job. But uh <clears throat> and I I managed to do that up until I actually retired from it. <laughs> and I know when I say I retired, uh people like, "Oh man, how old are you?" <laughs> but, but
0: that's awesome though yeah. because I always say that what I get to do in life is like a paid hobby. Do you still kind of feel like that? I like I yes. I just think it's amazing like not that videography and filming weddings doesn't have its own stress you know we'll we'll talk about that but I mean I just get to do what I love every day and get paid for it and make people happy exactly exactly and I I never thought I would
1: come back to it you know
0: and what made you come back to it like how'd you get into weddings like how'd you get your first one
1: I was filming uh my Sunday services at church oh, okay and a young lady that uh, attends my church, she asked me one day after service, she said, uh, would you film my wedding next week? I said, film the wedding? She said, uh, yeah, i was like, I'ma be up front with you. I don't know nothing about filming a wedding, but uh, I'll, I'll do it. She said, so what you gonna charge me? I said, you know what, me and you cool, and this will be a great experience for me. It's on the house, because <laughs> you know yeah. you can't really when you're doing something free and you're not really sure of how, how it's gonna turn out. Then
0: you know, I got paid twenty five dollars for hey. hey, and I was happy for it. Exactly. Because it was with my cousin. It was his wedding. Exactly, and he said I could have a, a cut. Yes, you know of the of the edit for helping him, and that's what launched yeah. my yeah wedding uh, career. So now, how did you so so you did. So you were in the military. Yeah. And then while you were driving trucks, mm-hmm. you started doing the music videos? I was doing it uh, I was I was doing
1: it, yeah, doing that same time frame. Yeah, that, I guess I was a little. And
0: then you went to the church, started filming for the church? How did yes. you get that gig with the church?
1: Uh film with the church was it came later uh it came around 2012 or 13. Um we had a meeting one day and the pastor said said that he wanted a more social presence. You know, and then we could have some volunteers to, uh, you know, uh, handle the Facebook page, uh, video, things like that. And I, I didn't even have a camera, but I had an iPad. Yeah. So I was like, you know, the least I can do, I I would, I would film the services. And With I would, the iPad? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I had the, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it was a, ca- a case to go on it, and you could put lenses on it and whatnot, and you can... Um, Put it on the tripod. Oh, that's So yeah. I filmed it like that, and I would edit it, uh, you know, through I through the uh, through the app that, that was on there. And I did that for months, man. And like I said, when the young lady asked asked me to do a wedding, I I knew I needed two cameras, so I went out and rented a little small camera. I didn't I didn't know anything about cameras then either, and uh, I set up one in the back of the church, and I set up the iPad behind them, which you know that was the wrong setup, but I captured everything she wanted me to capture them, and she loved it. And I went, and that, that's when I started opening up YouTube and started studying a little bit, but I, everything was still a hobby, I'm gonna tell you. And the turning point for me was, was when uh, my wife, she was an actress in a play, and the writer, the creator of the play, you know, her and my wife, they're friends in a way, afterwards she told my wife that uh, the people that filmed it for her, they screwed up. And she was like, I paid them $500. And at that time, I didn't know you know, they were shooting DLSRs and I guess they were novices at it because after so long, you know DLSRs, they'll they'll cut off after, they'll start recording after 25, 30 minutes. Some 11 minutes. Yeah. First, the 7D? (laughs) Yeah. So they didn't capture anything past that. And she was like, I gave them $500 and they screwed up. I said, $500? Uh, you can get paid. You can get paid like this. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, oh, my. So that's when I, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands and got to studying it. And Did you refilm it for her or no? No, no. No, okay, okay. no I didn't. But I've since did uh, a job for her that, okay. that she loved. And I just started uh, developing my skills from there.
0: Uh Now, from out of, like, weddings, like, fast Uh forward to now, what other type of projects do you kind of do on a regular basis? Uh, Oh, my God, I do
1: pretty much everything. Everything video-related. I went to Flint back in 16 with the the church. They sent uh, two tractor-trailer loads of water up there. I went up there and did, like, a mini-documentary on the water crisis for them. I went to Baton Rouge and did one on the flood. Um, that was in, I think it was the end of 16, 17. So I did. Uh, were you
0: on camera too for those? Or no, were you? No, um, uh, I, I would much rather stay behind camera. Yeah, no I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, I've shot a uh, short film that I wrote. I, I've been a writer for years. And anything, you know, anything somebody needs me to film. I, I was surprised that I get Request the film funerals, you know that
0: was a big surprise. But I guess you know, people want to capture and, and when you think about it, when it when it comes to funerals, a lot of times that's the the only times some families get to see each other so when you're capturing the funeral are you doing it like how we would do like kind of cocktail hour at a wedding where you're kind of filming people mingle and stuff like that or are you filming the service i film the service, the service. I, okay I, I
1: try to do it as discreetly and respectful as yep. possible mm-hmm. um and i film the service i normally use two maybe three cameras all depending on how big the wedding are
0: oh the funeral yep. yeah mm-hmm. i mean the funeral yep. mm-hmm. is
1: and uh lately i've Gotten more into live streaming, some of the mm-hmm. big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's awesome, man. Know, for people who who are not gonna be there. Yeah. And actually, the first one I filmed was a young lady. Um, her son died and his brother is in prison and so she wanted his brother to be able to see yeah
0: that's awesome yeah that's awesome that you're doing that for these uh families i i have gotten requests and i just politely declined but now i know that you do them i'll send people your way i don't know i just um for for me i'll probably start crying rather than you know filming so because you know uh, you know really sad moments happening but um so you do the funerals um you do uh promo videos and then documentaries yeah. uh, what type of promo videos have you done so far um
1: uh, did one for for a
0: tire uh a tire dealership mm-hmm.
1: uh, car dealership local places in, in my town uh in noonan which is about 25 i say about an hour drive from here, 45 minutes drive from here. It's in the Metro Atlanta area, so I did several promos for them. I did promos for the funeral home. Uh, uh, let me see, yeah, uh, several local businesses, beauty shops, and it, you know, barbershops, I go in and just do a, do a promo for them so they can have something to put on social media that's
0: gonna look professional. Let's talk about wedding videography, since that's, that's kind of your bread and butter, right? Yes, your main yes. business. Um, what have you seen? How, how many years exactly? Um, that I've been yeah doing, doing weddings, yeah um, specifically since your friends. well oh, your your yeah, church goer about five years. About five, about five, years. five oh, years. Oh, about since the same. Years. Yeah, long as me. So, um, what some what are some of the changes you've seen in doing you know weddings for that long? That from the beginning to now.
1: Uh, from the beginning to now, I mean, they've gotten more elaborate. I mean, it's like, you know, people, their are clients, they love the trailer. They love the highlight reel. I call it trailer, some call it the hi- highlight reel. They love it because I guess it gives their friends and family the opportunity to see a condensed version of their wedding and I get requests to just try to make it as cinematic as possible and and I've, I've seen some over the top weddings, I mean, but
0: you know, to each his own and that's, that's the biggest thing but that's really cool about yes. weddings is that we we get to film like first of all the best day of Some people's of lives yes. uh, and we get to film these almost Hollywood level sets yes. every weekend yes. that we normally wouldn't get you know to, to, to film and um, what I love about doing the weddings is that it's a way to practice and make you a better filmmaker. Exactly. Um, when you're dealing with lighting, cause you know, some of these uh, receptions are, are, yeah, they're dark. They're dark. Yes. Um, they're, the centerpieces are just so high that you know, that can be black and light. Yes. So but it really makes you think on how you can become a better filmmaker and how you can do lighting, how you can um, move from one, like move from the toast exactly. to seamlessly moving to the bouquet toss you know and uh, being able to tell a story a different story with different people's weddings so um have you really like when it comes to now so the films that you're doing are you doing like teaser trailer then a feature or yes teaser
1: trailers and uh and pretty much feature a feature yeah
0: so which one do you get to tell for you at least the, the most like storytelling in which, in which film?
1: In, in the teasers. In the teasers. Which I call them trailers. Uh,
0: now, I is the teaser you, the one you put on Instagram? Or yes. Is the teaser? No, the
1: teaser. <coughs> for you, excuse, yeah. The teaser is actually... The teaser is the trailer, you know
0: the highlight reel. That's okay. the okay. That's my the teaser. Five to 10 I, I call it the one that I put on Instagram. Sure. So the sixty second one, that's yeah. my teaser. And because we all got our different, I marketing just call terms. it IGV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all got our different marketing terms. So I just want to understand for you yes. which one was yours. So your teaser is like three to five minutes.
1: Uh, that's the that's the trailer, the highlight reel. Okay. The highlight reel is anywhere from three to five to ten minutes. It all depends on how big the wedding was, how much uh, extra content they yeah. put in, like the change, it's changing gifts. Everything like that. I think with that, I can really get creative. I can show my editing skills. Yeah. I can show my eye for 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 direction. Mm-hmm. In which I I tell I tell people now who come to me and ask me advice. I said, man, if you can film a wedding, you can film anything yeah. because mm-hmm. it's fast paced and you only have one time to get it right. <laughs> you know. And once you film a wedding, scripted stuff is 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 no thing you because you can stop. It's yeah. like it's in slow motion.
0: Yes. exactly. Yeah. So now, um, uh, moving forward, do you have any kind of new and exciting things that you would like to pursue in weddings? Have you done any out of the country yet? No, not yet. Not are, are you looking? Do, would you do you do any travel weddings around the, around the country inside uh, the country? I like have Like different I, states. I've,
1: I've did uh, I've did Alabama weddings, uh, Florida weddings.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you I, like it? The I like travel? It. I do. I do. It's different though, bringing all that equipment. Yes, yes, it is. I love to travel though, so you know. Usually uh, drive or plane. Drive. Drive. Okay. Drive. So yes. when you start doing the the plane but, ones, have you ever taken a plane for one yet? Not for a
1: wedding, but for the documentary to uh, Flint. I yeah. Did. And I basically only took uh, a gimbal mm-hmm. and not even a gimbal. It was a monopod. Yeah. A monopod and one camera and mics. That's all I took with that, and I kept everything in my overhead.
0: You know. Yeah. So now. When you if you did a wedding, do you think you could get away a, a mm-hmm. with that type of setup if you no. had to fly? No. Yeah. No. You know that's why I stopped using the C one hundreds. Cause because, because, because so they were just big. so big. Yeah. Yes. I did a wedding in New York. Tripods are, are yeah are the thing. Oh yeah, the yes. tripods too, man. Yes. I wish <laughs> there was a way. Now, I I do have the what they call Siri or whatever monopods yes. That I yes. use that do have the three little. Uh, I guess a foot, yeah. But where they stand all over. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would make one that didn't, because exactly. I would definitely switch exactly. to monopods just yes. for the trap for travel sake. Yes, and that's the heaviest thing right now. The,
1: the tripods, especially yep. if you're using good ones like Manfrotto mm-hmm. or Benro, mm-hmm. you know. uh that that's the thing. If they can make even a smaller one that's sturdy enough mm-hmm. for the cameras, because you know you don't want to put two thousand dollars worth of equipment on something that's gonna fall over.
0: <laughs> so, what was maybe one of your favorite weddings that you've done, or and and from the the standpoint of you were able to tell like an amazing story when the final edit.
1: Let me see. I think. Uh, I think it was the one I did this year in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, the couple was awesome. I mean, I haven't had a bad client yet. So, you know, all my cust- all my clients have been awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to. But the clients, they were awesome, man, and uh and their story was like it was something that it was easy to tell, but you know, and they gave me so much to work with. You know, how some there has been times I have to coach the, uh, the couple along, you know. But this couple here, man, I mean, everything. They was just like, you know, they were so in love that it was just easy to tell. And, and everything came out beautiful. I mean, everything. So that was, that was one of my favorites so far.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I tell um, my clients when they're just so amazing. I'm like, hey, you guys brought the magic. And I just captured it. Exactly. So. When when it came to your final film with that one, kind of how how did you tell the story with that one in the film? How did I tell the story?
1: Basically, uh, I just made it into one beautiful day. You know, uh, I built it up. Uh, I built it up with. I started with the looks. You know, the first looks and everything, and I went from there. I I just want the uh, audience to see that this couple, this young couple here, was really in love, and this was gonna be something special. And like I said, they just made it so easy. Yeah. I mean, I, there were times uh, with them, I would just keep the camera rolling because even when my eye wasn't on them, I could catch. You know, I could look over and I could see them doing something that I was like, "Oh, this would be perfect for the video." So that's that's those are the kind of things, and I knew I could build a great story from them.
0: When you are filming a wedding, are you a type of videographer that kind of stays in the cut? Where they don't really notice you're there, or are you kind of up in front. In, in my company. early days, I tried to stay back, mm-hmm. and uh,
1: but now, man, I have to get out there. I have to get my shot. Yeah. You know, uh, I know guests like likes to get out there with their uh, cameras and things. Mm-hmm. But no, Uncle Bob, they, they, yeah, <laughs> they got to get out the way. Because <laughs> I have to get my shot, and yeah, sometimes I get out front, especially uh, when they're coming up the aisle. Mm-hmm. I like to you know, go down there some with my gimbal and, and move back so I can have some motion with it. Uh that that looks good, so but I try not to uh I'm never rude. Uh and I try not to block anyone's view but the shot that I do, you know, if if it's a shot that I gotta have, yeah. I gotta get it.
0: have you run into and this is Yeah. The uh, conversations that are really, really fun to me yeah. is have you had any I guess situations with photographers where you bumped heads? I mean I have <laughs> I haven't my, really my bumped life, heads with anyone
1: No? But, uh, okay that's awesome some, I Sometimes have. there have been a couple of photographers that has irritated me because they haven't respected my position they feel like their shots are more important mm-hmm. and I feel like they need to get longer lenses so they can stay out the way. <laughs> but for the most part, I haven't really bumped heads with anyone. I and and if if I've rubbed anyone the wrong way, then I apologize. It's just part of the day.
0: No, I, I have, and and it, it was with I've probably talked about it on the podcast before with some photographers who um you know they're using like a 35 or 24 yeah, yeah. millimeter, and for those listening, uh, that's like a really wide lens to do everything in the ceremony so they're like what i call omnipresent photographers they're in front of all three cameras at the same time uh so um but what i what i've loved at this point is i work with a lot of the same photographers now so we work really well together um but you know when when i travel for weddings a lot of times i'm working with new uh photographers so um and that's one of the first things i do when i do get to a wedding and there's
1: a photographer I, I've never worked with before I introduce myself and I t- ask them how they're gonna shoot and you know and I always say you, you know what I'm gonna do what side I'm gonna be on I always you know communicate yeah. with them early on yeah. so that we don't uh cross each other mm-hmm.
0: and it, it's worked out pretty good have you um started to embrace certain types of uh social media in a different way when approaching weddings oh yes uh I,
1: that's pretty much how I get my business. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Facebook, Instagram, I get a lot of work off of that. And of course, word of mouth, um, in year one, I tried to, uh, use Thumbtack and, you know, those, Mm -hmm. those things. And I was wasting money. I didn't get any work from it. Really? Okay.
0: Thumbtack really worked pretty well for me, but what I would do, I'm not sure how you did it. I would just charge really cheap yeah. for weddings, just to get, it was like when I first started, and I would look, and sometimes they will put the venue and like the location, if okay. it was a place I really wanted to shoot at, I would work with them okay. and uh, to get the wedding. And then I actually got, as I, I probably did about 10 weddings okay. on, on Thumbtack, uh, but then after a while, they kind of changed the way they did things, yeah. and uh, then I kind of uh, backed yeah. away. So did you not do any weddings for Thumbtack at all? I didn't do any. I got some uh, interest, but I mm-hmm. didn't ever book anything.
1: And I think, too, since I was so new at it, yeah. I didn't have a website at that time. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, anything you didn't have a portfolio to no, show? Yeah. No, it's besides sending one someone,
0: someone a link
1: to my yeah. work, which, you know, I've since changed all that. So yeah, of I course. Give, I might give them a second look. Yeah,
0: know. well, I'm not sure at your level now it may not be. <laughs> I mean, you can you can definitely try, but um, the, the funniest thing for Thumbtack for me is like I remember I did this $400 wedding yeah. right and they you know I was talking to them I initially I think my bid was probably like $1200 uh-huh. and then you know I spoke with the bride and she gave me this sob story of how they really didn't have a lot and I show up at the wedding band you know huge centerpieces yes. and things you like two dresses <laughs> and I'm like Four hundred dollars. I've been duped. Yeah, uh, I've been. Oh man, but I it was still I still actually have it um, on my Vimeo channel. It was a really good wedding, yes. and I got some more weddings from it. But um, you know, sometimes when you do the, I think there's a certain point where you just need to stop. And I know yes. for me, I kept my prices low for a little bit longer than I probably should have. It was actually a photographer who who had because um, i used to keep my prices on my website uh-huh. just so people would know what they would get into yes. when they reached out to me um but uh photographer seems oh my gosh, what is wrong <laughs> with you thomas your prices need to be you know way more than this and then that's when i started you know raising my prices okay. and seeing more i didn't know you can get you know so much more like exactly. you like, for a wedding but um but yeah man uh, what else do you have uh, going on how can people find you
1: Uh, They can find me on Instagram under Brit Media. Um, Go to my website, Uh, BritMedia.org. YouTube, Brit Media, everything Brit Media, you're going to find me.
0: All right, man. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And we've got to do this again, man. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.